you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. NFL Explained is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It is a brand new NFL season, which is right around the corner. So, of course, we are back to bring you another full season of NFL Explained. I'm Mike Yam, and I am joined by someone who is going to be doing a ton of the explaining this year. Give us the player's perspective, the deep dive on some of the NFL's biggest questions. It's my new co-host. He's a Pro Bowler, Super Bowl winner, Michael Robinson, or as we affectionately call him (laughs) here at NFL Network. M-Rob, it is awesome to be with you, man. Yes, it's great to be a part of this podcast. You know, Yams, I've seen a lot of football scenarios and situations in my eight NFL seasons. Those experiences allow me to dig a little deeper into those statistics, you know, how those statistics go on the field. Come on, man. Let's get it. Yeah. Well, hold on. To be fair here, and there's a slight little correction. I will handle the statistical aspect of it because I was not (laughs) physically gifted like you. Your experiences are the ones inside the locker room. You were the one taking the hits on the football field. I was. I would probably better suited for making sure that you were staying hydrated during oh, the course man. of the game. Yeah, look, so. I know you've seen the water boy. The water boy could hit people too, <laughs> man. Come on now. Uh, I am Adam Sandler. I've taken pictures next to him. He's <laughs> definitely bigger than I am. Uh, with that in mind, look, it is awesome to be with you. We, there's a wealth of knowledge that you have and unique perspective that you're going to be bringing every single episode. So for episode number one, we're going to do an NFL Explained version of a season preview. We're going to run through a number of relevant topics and take a closer look into the stats, the history, and as I made reference to, we'll get M-Rob's professional, and I will not use the air quotes around professional, experience. <laughs> and since we started off the top with the, the theme of new, the first thing we should take a look at is the fact that there, M-Rob, 
10 new head coaches in the league. That many? Yeah. It's a lot. Uh, it is a lot. It's actually over 30% of the league. I'll be the numbers guy on this one, although I didn't do the math on it. Uh, it's wild and not the norm. So in fact, it's actually tied for the most turnover in one year in league history, along with 2006, 1997, and 1978. Now you came into the league, Rob, in yep. 2006. You were actually part of a coaching change in your first few years in San Francisco. Transition, personality-wise, when you're stepping into that, how unique of an experience is it? Well, it was unique because obviously I got drafted by the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the head coach at the time was Mike Nolan. He's a defensive guy. Um, and I think it was 2008. That was the year that we kind of had some issues and he was kind of forced out. And then linebackers coach Mike Singletary, one of the all time greats, Hall of Fame, one of my favorite people in the whole world. He took over as as a intern head coach. And so from a mentality standpoint or philosophy standpoint, it was pretty similar. Right. Two defensive guys. But with. <laughs> Where the rubber met the road, though, that, that year. And then in 2009, Coach Singletary got the job. And we had a former head coach on the staff in Mike Martz. Okay, we know Mike Martz, part of those Rams teams, greatest show on turf. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're rolling. Throws the football, all of those things. And so everybody, even the players, we thought Mike Martz would get the job. Yams, let me tell you something, bro. Being at practice to see Coach Singletary trying to call everybody up and you know Mike Martz is upset because he's not the head coach. He's turning his back to Coach Singleton. It was crazy. And a couple of times, we saw them almost get into it in front of us. It was crazy. I had never seen anything like it. I thought I was in a, I don't know, a soap opera or something. But it was awesome. It was awesome to see. We took on the mentality of Coach Singletary, who was a workaholic, Hall of Fame type of a guy. And that team, we almost felt like we wanted to win for Coach Sing. So... I mean, from a mentality standpoint, everything stayed the same because Coach Singletary was that defensive guy. But it was different because Singletary wasn't the head coach that drafted me. Right. Mike Nolan was. And so when you're operating around the building, when you're, you know, putting what you got to put out on tape for games and things like that, you do have that in the back of your head. OK, I got to continue to play well and do what's asked of me, because this coach may not have been one of the guys that wanted me here. The guy that wanted me here is no longer here. So that that is always in the back of your mind. When you see two coaches vying for right. the permanent job, obviously it's <laughs> awkward, right? Yes. And you're you're painting a picture that I think many of us can actually envision. What are the conversations in the locker room? Is it offense versus defensive guys or like, hey, check this out or, hey, it doesn't really matter. Like we're rolling no matter what because we need to pay our bills. Yeah, man. So most of the guys in the locker room were more like that. Like, look, man, I don't give a damn who who's is the head that? coach, who's calling the shots or whatever. We just got to get our ducks in a row so that we can win games. When we win games, everybody gets paid. Everybody enjoys the success. But there was splinters of the locker room. It did splinter us a little bit because obviously the offensive guys, um, you know, Mike Martz, greatest show on turf. We understood the numbers and all of that. And we get our numbers and catches and run, and, and, you know, and numbers <laughs> and, and get stuff. Paid. We get paid, right? And, but defensively, you know, I've, I've always been a guy from the old school, like, you know, defense wins championships. So I did see an importance in having a tough defense and having that that defensive mentality of everything being disciplined, everything being in order, running the football, obviously as a fullback, I love that. Well, digging into the numbers, this is what's really unique about the situation that's in front of us. Yeah. Uh, first year head coaches from 2000 to 2021, 
140 head coaches were hired. 92 of them were first-time head coaches. So Mm. of the rookie coaches, 39% had a winning record in their first year and 28% made the playoffs. To be fair, if you're going through a coaching change, you're probably not a great football team to begin with. So some of the numbers, not all that shocking. But here's where it gets interesting to me. Veteran coaches, they struggled even more than the rookie coaches, only winning 25% of their games and making the playoffs about 27% of the time. So it's not a huge disparity, but nonetheless, still intriguing to me. Why do you think the the retread coaches just had a little less success than the rookies? Tough to teach an old dog new tricks. Simply put is that. I mean, guys are who they are. If from an offensive standpoint, let's say you're a numbers guy. When I say a numbers guy, if you're an offensive play caller, you call a play double wing right, quick ace right, 212 F flat. That's a numbers guy, right? 212 F flat. I'm giving each receiver a number from right to left. You know what I'm saying? And every guy, when I break the huddle based off the number call, I know exactly the route I have, right? Other guys call plays a little bit differently. They, the, the West Coast system is more code words and things like that. So to me, when you're stuck on a certain way that you call a game, whether it's offense or defense, and that's what made you successful in your past, it's hard to change. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I say it's tough to teach an old dog new tricks. To me, when younger coaches first get the job, the reason why they do have a little bit more success, because the league has always been about innovation. And let's think about when Chip Kelly first came in the league. He changed some things with regard to practicing that now every team in the National Football League has kind of picked up a little bit with that sports science stuff and, you know, uh, all of that type of stuff. So, again, this league has always been good for innovation. But oftentimes, because the defense and other coaches get paid, too, after that first year, the rest of the National Football League catches up. And so that's why you see that little bit of a bump down, you know what I'm saying, on on the next years of coaches. But the reason why the retread coaches, I think, have issues is because they know what they know, and it's hard for them to relearn something else. The truly great ones, which I'm looking at a guy like Todd Bowles, who's getting his chance with a good team, with a Hall of Fame quarterback, to run a team again, just looking at to see what he's changed and kind of how his philosophy has changed in his time not being a head coach. Yeah, there's a, a couple of those guys. Josh McDaniel certainly comes oh, to yeah, mind. I forgot about Peterson Josh. comes to mind as well. Look, the reality is there's a lot of new coaches. <laughs> as we made reference to 10 of them. But in the Super Bowl era, the new coaches win just 42% of their games in their first season. But okay. there's a little bit of hope here. Over that same span, 71 coaches have gone on to the playoffs in their first two years. Nick Sirianni, Rich Basaccia doing it last year. So you might have already kind of answered this, but as yeah. I'm thinking about some of these coaches, Todd Bowles, you said uh-huh. you want to, you're intrigued by that. Is there a first-year guy that you have a, a little bit more faith in? And maybe it's less about them personally or their their coaching acumen and more about the team that they actually have. I mean, you mentioned Todd Bowles right there. I mean, it, it, it's tough not to. The, he has the great one, Tom Brady, as his quarterback, right? And I just like the fact that Bruce Arians, you know, just say, hey, I, I'm going to go upstairs or whatever, but Todd Bowles has to be the head coach. I like the fact that Todd Bowles got that job because I do think that team is loaded. One of the top, one of the upper tier teams in the NFC, which the NFC is a little bit easier to get to the top than in the AFC. But I do like what I see with Todd Bowles in year one. Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota as well. 
Kirk Cousins, again, more of an offensive-minded head coach, I do think that they can see some success there. I just hope that Kevin O'Connell, when he steps in front of the entire team full of grown men, I just hope he has that voice. I've, I've, I haven't heard him speak in front of a team. I hope he has that voice. In Denver, man, my old quarterback, Russell Wilson, uh, Nathaniel Hackett is there as well. I have some reservations about this one. About Hackett or Wilson? About Are you the, not ready to let's ride? Uh, Are you let's, not riding? Let's ride. Let's ride. I'm riding. I'm okay. riding with okay. Russell. But at the end of the day, look, what was the issues in Seattle? Everybody wanted to let Russ cook. That was this let Russ cook movement. Russ wanted to win more games off the strength of his arm, right? Pete Carroll wanted to run the football, play tough defense. defense. We won the Super Bowl, got to another Super Bowl on running the football. We had one of the generational backs in beast mode in the LOB and that tough defense. Now, Nathaniel Hackett, he was with Aaron Rodgers. The thing in Aaron Rodgers, when he first left Mike McCarthy, is, wow, can Matt LaFleur, can Nathaniel Hackett, who was the offensive coordinator at the time and the quarterback's coach, can they get can they get Aaron Rodgers in a structure? Well, guess what? Nathaniel Hackett wants to run the football, be explosive in the past game, play tough nose defense. So where did Russell run to? Like, I thought he was trying to get away from that type of mold. And so I'm not sure if Russell's going to play in the preseason. So that's another thing. I think they got to get used to a shorter quarterback who likes to scramble around to push the ball downfield. So I think Denver has, I think they found their guy. Russell's a Hall of Fame guy. But at the end of the day, it's different playing with Russell. And I think the guys have to play with him to truly understand that. And in that division, trying to figure that out, if you don't figure it out quickly, that (laughs) might be too much of a gap to overcome. And we might not be riding into the postseason with the Denver Broncos. But look, it is an impressive list, right, of guys that are now getting an opportunity in year one with their new teams. That's coming up on the NFL Explained podcast. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. 
Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome back to NFL Explains. Mike Am and Emrob with you. And Emrob, it's an impressive list, right, of guys mm-hmm. that are now getting an opportunity in year one with their new teams. This whole idea, look, Todd Bowles, who you made reference to, was a good team that they had in Tampa Bay. There's some other situations. The Giants, Brian Dayball, four wins for those dudes. Lovey Smith takes over a four-win team. And we don't even need to get into what Jacksonville was working with. But it doesn't always happen where a team very quickly can turn it around. We did see it with Cincinnati last year. Went from worst to first to reach the Super Bowl. Does it happen? My initial gut was like, no, it doesn't happen a ton. (laughs) But check this out. Since 2025 teams have gone from worst to first in their division. Yeah, my initial gut's like, no, no, are you kidding me? Like, those turnarounds don't happen. Eight times a team has gone from last place to the Super Bowl in the following year, with four of them actually winning it all. 99 Rams, 2001 Mm. Patriots, the 09 Saints, and the 2017 Eagles. Mm. Is there a team, M. Rob, that you think maybe could go from worst to first? I, I mentioned some of the records oh, of some of those squads. It's hard to fathom that is hard after to what fathom. we saw a season ago. Um, I'm going to go, I'll pick, how about the Baltimore Ravens? We're not used to seeing those guys yeah. be last in their division. They came in last in their division last year. I think they were, I don't know, 89 or something like that, maybe a little bit less than that. But you can't anticipate the entire backfield getting hurt again. Oh, yeah. You can't anticipate all the entire secondary, secondary. getting hurt again. Lamar like, missing games. Lamar missed games as well. And, you know, this year, I think Lamar, I think the reason why we haven't heard him sign yet, I think he wants to win a Super Bowl. I think he wants to get there. I think he feels like he wants to validate that possible $50 million per year that he's going to get. So I, w- I would say the Baltimore Ravens, they're intriguing to me, man. I know they let Hollywood Brown go. They did bring in some other guys. They drafted some guys and things like that. But I just think this team is built around Lamar. I think he's motivated this year. So I would say the Baltimore Ravens and the Denver Broncos, another team we just talked about. I know they play in the AFC West, yeah. but they did come in last in that division last year. There is something to be said, though, about the mental fortitude and toughness of the Ravens. Even mm-hmm. with all of those injuries, it's not like they were getting their butts kicked. No, oh, they were right there in it. Every, it felt like, you know, all, the margin of defeat was just always so razor thin. You got a healthy team out there. Maybe that changes your chances. Well, that's yeah. great coaching. Yeah. Like John Harbaugh, special teams coach, he has held that team together. That is excellent coaching that that's when coaching matters right when you know you are clearly outdone you know the other team has all its assets you don't but yet you still put up a formidable fight 
I think John Harbaugh is that guy. What's the, uh, got it, I'm going to butcher this. You know, when you invest in stocks, yeah. they tell you, hey, past performance doesn't indicate future results. That's Does true. That, that sound right? That's true. That's and true. The point is, if you're a Cincinnati fan, you might be feeling yourselves a little bit. Hey, got to the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow's a stub, made some changes to our offensive line. But check this out. 31 teams have actually failed to make the playoffs in the season after playing in the Super Bowl. I should also throw the Rams into that mix as well, right? Yeah, like if I'm yeah. going to throw some shade towards Cincinnati, <laughs> you could do the same from a Rams perspective. So of that chunk, that actually accounts for 28% of the 110 Super Bowl participants mm. entering 2022. I want to talk a little bit about a rarity, a division in which every single team feels like they're a Super Bowl contender. You know what I'm talking about, the yeah. AFC West. And Rob, my first question here about this division is it the most stacked that you've seen since we've gone to four teams in the division in 2002? Yeah, I mean, just looking at again, I'm not even talking about the rest of the roster. I'm just looking at the quarterbacks. And yes, this is the most stacked division that I've seen in my lifetime. I was born in 83. I know they say the 83 uh, draft had all those quarterbacks. Uh, this is a stacked division, man. I played in the NFC West. When you look back in the 20, between 2011, 2012, 2013, 20, that division was pretty stacked as well. You obviously had the Seattle Seahawks, the San Francisco 49ers, you know, Russell Wilson, Colin Kaepernick, both defenses were shut down defenses, both had generational backs in Frank Gore and Beast Mode. But we weren't as stacked as the AFC West is right now. And again, I have to go back to people thinking that the Raiders and the Chargers may be the two worst teams in this division. And I think they all have a chance to win it. Derek Carr is a cardiac kid, man. He showed me something last year. He showed me dealing with all the adversity that this Raiders team dealt with, dealing with the coaching change, all the things, you know, all the things that happened. He kept this team together. They made it to the playoffs. Justin Herbert. Superstar. Now, I'm talking about this Los Angeles Chargers team. This is year three for Justin Herbert. He's a dude. First year, Anthony Lynn gets fired. Okay, I'm going to give you something. That's your rookie year. Justin Herbert, okay, you didn't go nowhere. Okay. Second year, you got a new head coach. I'm going to give you a little something on that because you got a new head coach. But this is the third year. And I believe Justin Herbert is a guy. He's one of those five, six guys walking this planet that can win a game strictly based off of his arm talent. And so the Chargers got to go to playoffs, period. Almost did last year. Almost. This ain't horseshoes, Mike. I mean, I love the Khalil Mack. I love the JC Jack. But this kid's a superstar. I got to see more out of the Chargers, man. A lot of drops in that offense. That's true. Justin Herbert was on the receiving end of the most drops in the NFL a year ago. See, I didn't know that. So Mike, you're teaching me, I'm man. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> and that's not even that. in the research packet. <laughs> Come on now. I'm bringing it, guys. Are you kidding me? We're a mid-season form. It's episode number one. It is something to consider here because you're right. The pieces are in place and it does feel like Telesco and Staley have done a great job mm. remaking this team and addressing some of the issues that we saw specifically on the defensive side my, of the football. And no more... Tyreek Hill in this division. I got to say that I can't let us talk about the AFC West and I can't not talk about, to me, the most important non-quarterback skill position player in our league. I'm talking about the cheetah, Tyreek Hill. He makes offenses. He makes quarterbacks. Now, I ain't ever seen Patrick Mahomes really without Tyreek Hill. So I'm interested in this year if Patrick Mahomes can dink and dunk all the way down the football field because that's how you defend Patrick Mahomes. You drop eight, you play two safety high, and force Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes to work their way down the field. I'm not so sure from a philosophy standpoint they're able to do it. 
Here's the beauty of it, because I know there's a fan listening right now and just says, dude, all four teams get into the postseason, which would kind of squash the argument. The problem is, while it's possible, it's not exactly likely since moving to the four team divisions, three teams from the same division have made the playoffs nine times. And last year, when the Rams, the Niners, the Cards all reached the postseason in the NFC West, it's really hard to do, but mathematically possible. Still more to come here on NFL Explain. Records were made to be broken and a few were shattered a season ago. We'll remind you of what went down and Emrod will tell you which ones will crumble this year. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Welcome back to NFL Explains. Mike Ammon and Rob with you. Now, we just were talking a little bit about the AFC West being loaded with quarterback talent and just real dudes. And speaking of QBs, the most recent draft, we had four quarterbacks taken in the first three rounds. 
one in the first, none in the second, and three in the third. It was actually the first time since 2013 there was only one quarterback taken in the first round, and that was when E.J. Manuel went that. 16 to Buffalo. I've actually worked with E.J. Yeah, on the radio. Great dude, man. Side note, his voice sounds exactly like Anthony Mackie, and I've told really? him that. Yeah, it's identical. <laughs> Close your eyes and just listen. Yeah. Side tangent there. They're like, yeah. I need to go find E.J. Manuel on the radio. We'll get him on the pod at some He's point. He's a good dude, man. Uh, 2021, meanwhile, that was the year in which Eight quarterbacks were taken in the first three rounds of the draft. That was the most ever. So which one of last year's rookies is going to take that leap in year number two? And it's an impressive list. You got Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance all of a sudden has the keys to the car. Justin Fields comes to mind. There's that Mac Jones. And then one of my personal favorites, Davis Mills. Davis Mills. Would have been a first round pick had he gone back to Stanford. We we can talk about that (laughs) on another episode of NFL NFL Explained Podcast. But is there a guy that you like making making a jump? I want to say Justin Fields so bad. I want to. But I just think that the Chicago Bears hire a defensive head coach in, in Eberflus, who, I, look, he's had some great defenses in Indy, okay? The bend but don't break defenses. They force you to throw to a spot. They rally. They take the ball away. But from the Chicago Bears standpoint, the keys to everything is in the hands of this young quarterback who, you know, Big Ten Player of the Year a couple of years in a row, Look where you are in the country. I mean, just do everything that you can to guarantee the success of this kid. I just, I may have looked in a more offensive head coach standpoint, but okay. I talked about Justin Fields, but for me, I got to go with Trey Lance making a big jump. First of all, he only played in two games last year. So, you know, he's got, and he has a team around him. He has a defense that can get after the passer. They can take the ball away. They play tough nose. Again, having a great defense for a quarterback is like having a whole life insurance, man. You can always go back to it, use it as an own in-house banking and all that type of stuff. That's what it's like. Okay, that's what it's like. And so he has the keys to the car. Um, you now you have Kyle Shanahan who from a play calling standpoint, he knows how to run the football. He anybody can run the football in Kyle Shanahan's offense. And when you can run the football, that means it's one on one on the outside. You do have Debo Samuel on the outside. And so now playing quarterback is a little bit easier. Right. It's just one on one. It's just pitch and catch. So I think Trey Lance will have the biggest jump, especially when you look at what the 49ers did to get him. And you look at you're taking a proven winner in Jimmy Garoppolo and you're basically saying, I know he's a winner. It's all good. He ain't playing for us no more, though. We're going to let him go and somebody please come get him. Just the fact that this organization is competent organization. I have a lot of respect for it. They drafted me. I love the, you know, all the people in the, in the front office. Very competent people. For them to let Jimmy Garoppolo walk like that, that tells you all you need to know about Trey Lance. And terrific when he was in college in terms of play action. We see a lot of that in the play calling with Kyle Shanahan. And I'll take it a step further. I actually covered that draft and I had the Niners for us at NFL Network. And one of the things that I'll never forget, and it screams to the point that you're making, John Lynch, their general manager, said, hey, we've moved up. And the unique situation that Trey Lance is in compared to every other young quarterback. I gave you the list, right? Mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence. There's a reason why they were picking that yep. high, right? The Jets with Zach Wilson, issues there. The point is, this is a roster that if they made the Super Bowl, you're not surprised. Not surprised at all. They got I mean, real dudes. And just in 2018, the 2018 season, they were in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I can make an argument to Kyle Shanahan that if he continued to run the football in that Super Bowl and when they lost to the Patriots when he was with Atlanta, if he just ran the football, he'd be a two-time Super Bowl winning coach right now. But he isn't 
because he didn't run the football or get Debo Samuel the ball. So I think Trey Lance is that guy that's going to take this offense to new heights. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Now, we're talking quarterbacks. We're talking about dudes in year number two. And I know we loved up the AFC West earlier, but their quarterbacks in the record books for performances in year number two. Not shocking, the half-billion-dollar man, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, most passing touchdowns and passing yards in a second season in NFL history with 50 TDs and 5,097. Yeah, that's no joke. That was his sa- that was his second year. Year huh? number two, dude was just balling. And that, how many of those 50 touchdowns were like that sidearm deal? Saying, it's like, man. come on, to Tyree take off, you know, and just roll. Second year in the league, yeah. that many yards. I mean, like, he did have a great teacher. Alex Smith, he was my quarterback in San Francisco. Yeah. And the fact that Alex was there first, I mean, to me, that was just like the perfect way to groom your quarterback. Yeah. Have him sit for red shirt for a year and then lead the league and pass next year. I mean, kind of feeds into your answer about Trey Lance with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's true. Like that's it, true. it all kind of, at least together. your thought process is staying <laughs> in line there. But look, the 50 touchdowns, impressive 5,097 passing yards from Mahomes, And then Justin Herbert, who you said is one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL, the numbers bear it out. Herbert fourth on the TD list with 38 touchdowns also holds the completion record with 443 for a quarterback. Wow in year number two. Those, look, a lot of records last year, I mean, hell, last year on NFL Explained, we did an episode on records being broken. Mm-hmm. There was a ton of them. Any Anything that jump out at you? Because I got a bunch that are here, you know, Brady with the the pass completion record, Herbert, uh, you know, passing yards and touchdowns in a player's first two seasons combined. The point is there's a lot to choose from. Anything stand out? Um, I got to go with Jalen Waddle and the oh, receptions yeah. record, the rookie receptions record. This kid, you know, a year before last year was in college. Okay, our amateur game. Okay, and then he comes into the National Football League, sets the record, 104 receptions. Like, that's not a little number. Like, these guys have been in this league for years that don't get those types of receptions in a season. Hell, I don't even know if I got that for a career. And this <laughs> this young guy got it in one year, his rookie season. So, I, to me, that's phenomenal. It also tells a story about the wide receivers, right? Wide receivers are coming into the National Football League a little bit more prepared. We saw that happen to running backs some years back, right? Running backs come into this league a little bit more prepared. And, you know, it's a double-edged sword. I hate to say it, but maybe teams will start looking at wide receivers kind of like they look at running backs. Oh, we can just find one of them anywhere. They all can catch. They all are fast. They all run sub for for all of those things. But to see Jalen Waddle set the rookie record, man, it's pretty cool. Jamar Chase setting the Super Bowl era rookie record with receiving yards over 1,400. Justin Jefferson, an NFL record for receiving yards in his players' first two seasons. Mike Evans, not, and I know this sounds crazy because we do love him up and we know how good he is. But I don't know how, I don't know if we know how good, just how good he is, <laughs> extended his own record for most consecutive seasons with at least a thousand yards to start a career with eight, which is just wild. And I got to throw some love to TJ Watt, okay. who tied Hall of Famer Michael Strahan's single season sack record with 22 and a half, which apparently, according to Miles Garrett, will be broken at 24. 24. I think he yeah, that's set what Miles Garrett said. his number, which would be ridiculously impressive. (laughs) Um, By the way, just one other note here, because I do want to get you on some records that could go down this season. Any record that you're keeping an eye on for this upcoming season that you think could get broken? I'm a runner. Um, (laughs) I'm a runner, okay? Even when I played quarterback, I was a runner, Mike, okay? So Jonathan Taylor, I think, is the best running back in the National Football League. Yes, I'm going on record to say there's no shade to King Henry. I love King Henry, but King Henry is more of a volume back. You got to feed him for him to beat you up. 
to me, Jonathan Taylor, from a acceleration, from a speed through the hole, from I can catch the ball, I can also pass protect. Uh, I think Jonathan Taylor can get over 2,000 yards this year. I really do. And now he has a signal caller oh, yeah. who's not going to throw the ball with his left hand in his in, in his end zone and throw an interception for Matt Ryan's not going to do that. Matt Ryan actually will say, you know what, y'all going to keep playing two safety high because you're scared of Michael Pittman Jr. and my guys on the outside? I will call a run 50 times in a row. Don't challenge me. That's why I think Jonathan Taylor has a real good shot of going over 2,000 yards this season. Back-to-back years where we could potentially be talking about him as the best running back oh, in yeah. the NFL. Absolutely. Uh, which would be remarkable if he hits that 2K mark. Episode number one, NFL Explained, officially now in the books. M. Rob, I am so jacked pumped, up for man. the start of the season. Look, all year long, every single week, the who, the where, the what, the why, the how, you and I are going to be discussing it. it. I will be bringing more of the analytical <laughs> stat side of things. Man, don't sell you're, yourself short, Mike, okay? I'm, I'll bring the water. Come I'll on. make sure that you're hydrated for the for the next episode and make <laughs> sure that, good, that you're man. ready to rock and roll. would appreciate you guys checking in with us and follow us on social media. We'd love to get your take on some other episodes episodes that you'd love to hear us talk about and answer some of your burning questions around the NFL. It's a season preview. Explained. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.